Hi, and welcome to All Things Cozy with Matt and Jillian. We are a bi-weekly podcast about everything that is warm, soft, and comforting. We have a hypothesis that you'll find today's episode empirically cozy, as we'll be testing six cozy science experiments you can perform at home that will not only teach scientific concepts, but also produce tangible results you can document and share with others. But before we fire up the Bunsen burners, it's time for Cozy in the News. For our first story on the subject of science, we always love a new species discovery here on the podcast. Oh, yeah. Particularly if it's a toadlet. <laughs> Justice toadlet. for pumpkin toadlet. Yes, Justice for pumpkin toadlet. I'm going to make toadlet. <laughs> Justice for pumpkin toadlet. I'm going to make t-shirts. It was robbed of the Cozy in the News Award yes. this year. But um, regardless, in this case, this isn't exactly a new species, but it is new information about a particularly beautiful existing one. The rose-veiled fairy wrasse, which is a fish, was originally found in the 1990s and is native to the Maldives, and it was confirmed this week to be a unique species of fish and not an adult version of a different species as previously believed. The rose-veiled fairy wrasse can grow to be up to 7 centimeters long, and what's really special about it is its coloring. The color of its scales are truly a vivid rainbow. The one photographed in all of the articles that are circulating around the internet uh, from this discovery show this fish that is a beautiful mix of fuchsia, gold, violet, and blue. And its name honors the pink rose, which is the national flower of the Maldives. And what's even more special is that oftentimes local scientists don't get to necessarily have a hand in the discoveries because a lot of foreigners come in and you know, discover species in the area. And what's great about this story is local uh, scientists actually were part of the research and part of the study um, and included. So that's also a cozy element of this new discovery. And honestly, the the name itself, Rose Veiled Fairy Rass, is so magical. I, I love it. Really, it's it's truly a stunning fish. I'm looking at it as we speak and so beautiful. It reminds me of, of course, the Rainbow Fish, the children's book. Just needs some sparkly scales in there and then <laughs> be a direct replica. Um, I love this. I always love new species being discovered. I, of course, you know, I have a preference for toadlets, but this is a lovely <laughs> fish as well. Jillian, what came across your desk this week? I have good news to report about Abbott Elementary. It's a new show on ABC, which we had discussed for our cozy TV of 2022 episode. So not only was Abbott renewed for season two, not that that's a surprise to anyone who's seen it, uh, but also ABC is partnering with Scholastic to provide underfunded schools with free book fairs. Variety was first to report that the book fairs will take place at seven Title I schools between March 14th, 14th and 18th, so it's already happened by the time this episode aired, and one of the schools is Harrity Elementary, which is in Philadelphia, and it's the same school that Quinta Brinson attended. So it's very, very special. And it's a great thing to do for kids. Of course, it'd be ideal if book fairs were always free, but um, it's just nice to celebrate the show, celebrate reading and kids and all that good stuff. So super cozy. Yeah, I love their rolling teacher's lounge, they're calling it, where they go and deliver school supplies to Mm -hmm. underfunded schools. And uh, it's a really cool thing that they're doing. And if they weren't already popular 
enough with teachers and believe me, they are very popular with teachers. The show is the talk of the town. They're even more so now when they're giving out free school supplies. So yeah, so like they can they can do no wrong. I, we, I can't really imagine. Can. Yeah, nothing can bring the show down. Hopefully, <laughs> I don't want to set the stage in motion for something some Famous horrific scandal. <laughs> please, okay. please don't set up Abbott Elementary to be like a Titanic situation, please. <laughs> well, okay. School is in session, not just for the folks at Abbott Elementary and the schools that they're visiting, but also for us. And in particular, we are going into science class with some cozy science experiments. So put on your safety goggles and lab coat because we're about to hug you with science. Jillian, what are you cooking up in the lab? That actually sounds like you're making math. (laughs) All things drugs. Uh, So I am cooking up some fizzy frozen eggs. So a little background on that. I was trying to find a science experiment that was themed to spring and Easter because Easter is coming up and it's just in time for this release date. So I came across this experiment, uh, fizzy frozen eggs. It was designed around dinosaurs, but instead of putting little toy dinosaurs in the fizzy frozen eggs, I decided to buy some miniature Easter themed toys, little figurines, so little chicks, eggs, rabbits, all of the the Easter staples. You know those little the ones I for our Easter episode last year, I ordered a ton of those little chickens that have what are they chantilly what are they called? <laughs> <laughs> Something what are they called? I know they, what you're talking about. I don't know. they they have those little tiny black eyes that's popping off yeah, of there. Yes, yes, yes. They're <laughs> okay, like they're so, fuzzy. Yes, they're fuzzy. And I was going to put them in, but then I had this horrific vision of once I did the fizzing and the wet water that they would look really disturbing. So I don't want to do anything like that. So I decided to go for a nice smooth surface and little figurines and toys. So I bought that. And the supplies that you need are the egg-shaped ice cube molds, miniature toy figurines that is outlined, could be anything of your choice, some food dye, baking soda, vinegar, and water. And the goal of the project is to make the ice eggs fizz when you pour vinegar on it. And once the (laughs) egg has fizzed enough, you can dig out the toy prize. They also advise parents, if you have little ones, to make ice figurines, frozen eggs, so then you can teach your child about heat and, you know, different ways to help the toy escape and all the processes that go through that. But since I'm not five... I did. I, I made the ice cubes just to look at them, but not to like, oh, if I put it under hot water, what will happen? You know, so <laughs> I didn't do that. <laughs> um, so. I love the idea of us doing these experiments just because we're so dense that we we're like, wow, how does heat work? Yeah. I mean, to, even to frame this episode a little bit more, we were thinking of fun spring activities that we could do. Particularly, I think, for families um, that could also be educational. And so the concept of like cozy in the lab being these are things that you could make yourself or do yourself for a fun diversion. But I think they're especially pitched at folks with kids or, you know, if you're a teacher yourself or a parent, really fun stuff you can do that also has educational value as it relates to some cozy science experiments. Very well said. And a lot of the sites that we went to were like little Little hands, little bins. Yeah, um, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> little everything. Little everything. So we're little over here today. <laughs> Our little gray cells at work. Uh, so the point of this experiment 
was to witness a chemical change. So when the baking soda and vinegar meet, they combine to reform gaseous carbon dioxide, which is the fizzing that you see. So my result, very cute and fun. I had a really enjoyable time filling up my mold and putting little toy figurines in there. If I was doing this as a child, I would be thrilled. It's so exciting to try and you know release the toy or all those little mm-hmm. fun things. The fizzing part, I had my frozen ice cube. I sh- sent a video to Matt. I poured a little bit too much vinegar on, on it and at, w- at one point, so it was fizzing too much. So be careful you don't fizz, uh, over fizz. And then <laughs> once it gets soft, you can leave it out for a little bit. You can hack away at it and reveal your toy. Now, I'm going to preface this with the, all the Jillian takeaways because I always screw things up. So... Make sure you don't overfill your ice cream tray because when you're moving it to the freezer, it's going to spill and it'll be a mess is what's what happened to me. Uh, make sure that you put your toy figurine facing where you can't see them. So their faces turned upside down. Does that make sense? Yeah. So, so there's more ice in front of it. you have the egg ice cube, yeah. you can see their face, not their butt. What I really love about this is that kids enjoy digging stuff out yes, <laughs> and like discovering do. like a toy. Like I used to love kind of like a dinosaur thing too, or you you dig out the fossil mm-hmm. from like a bunch of like hard sand. This is a great way to occupy kids uh, yes. <laughs> for quite oh, some time. 100%. If you need a break. Oh yeah. And I forgot to mention, make sure obviously you put the food dye into the, the water molds, ice cube molds. Uh, that makes it a lot of fun. And it's also very Eastern Easter themed with food yeah. dye. And so there's so many different steps you can do with your kids that are, that's fun. And then if you're not a child, you can enjoy making these Easter theme ice cubes, maybe a, a punch bowl at a party. I don't know. There's different things that you can do with it. So really, I enjoyed it. It was a nice way to kick off this cozy science experiment episode. Yeah, absolutely. What did you uh, cook up in the lab? <laughs> <laughs> well, okay, so this first one, I'm going to start small. So this is a really simple thing, and it's a shaving cream rain cloud. How this works is you have a a vase or a large glass cup. You need some shaving cream, an eyedropper, and liquid food coloring. And the goal is to teach weather science through the creation of a shaving cream, quote-unquote, cloud that holds food coloring, quote-unquote, vapor (laughs) until it reaches into, quote-unquote, rain. (laughs) How you do this is, again, it's super simple. You just, you fill up your cup of water. You squirt a nice, fluffy shaving cream cloud on top. And it's so, it felt so wasteful, (laughs) Julian. Just just like shaving out like a big pile of my shaving cream uh, for this experiment. But it looked really fun. It'll look like a foamy beverage, but please resist drinking it. Then in a separate bowl, you mix your food coloring with some water. And then you use your dropper to drip that water over the shaving cream cloud. And you keep adding it until a storm starts to take shape below the cloud. That's your rain. And so, you know, there are other science experiments you can do that are better, like with water, that are better at actually showing, you know, the water cycle um, and making that come alive. So I wouldn't say this is the best experiment for actually imparting science knowledge. But what it does do, if, if anything, is, you know, while it doesn't replicate the process of evaporation, condensation and precipitation, it does demonstrate the concept of a cloud getting heavy as condensation occurs and those, you know, those droplets are sticking together and then they're pulling down towards the earth by gravity as rain or, you know, hail, sleet or snow. 
So that that kind of condensation heaviness and then it dropping down does teach that concept to young children. But really, let's be honest, the reason we're doing this is because it's fun to yeah. watch colored water come through something like that. And it comes through in these like beautiful little waves of color and twisting in the water and all these great shapes it creates, almost like a lava lamp. You end up with a pretty but messy glass of food colored water. <laughs> but that is a really pretty thing to experience as it's happening and something small minds might marvel over. Uh, so I would say this activity really is appropriate for children. Or, you know, if you're edible, just kicked in, also yeah, a fun thing to do. Say, I was going to say. <laughs> but yeah, if you want to meditate too, it'd be nice to watch the colors drip and twist, as you mentioned. And I saw that a lot of the sites that had talked about this experiment had this rectangular container that w- that's tall and that maybe would work better than a, and the glass may wouldn't be as messy. Yeah, I mean, I think that the bigger your, uh, whatever the water is in, if, especially if it's longer, you'll get, you know, more yeah. joy out of watching it slowly drip down. So you'll get more bang for your buck that way. I just wanted to try it out for myself. So I use kind of this goblet that I have that is quite big. And most importantly was clear because a lot of, I realized a lot of the other glasses I have, like have like, you know, patterns and stuff on them. So I couldn't see what, what was happening otherwise. So you got to find that clear glass in your life to do this experiment. Yeah, but I, I feel you on the, the waste aspect. There are some experiments that really felt I was thumbing my nose at, at people who don't have access to sugar or all the little <laughs> things that I was doing. Just pouring it out, uh, vinegar, <laughs> dumping it out. I want to see how rain works, so I'm going to waste the shaving cream. <laughs> but, you know, it's, again, it's, like, it's, it's really, in, in the spirit of how it's meant, it's a cute little, I would say, of the things I tried, Easiest to set up and do, very quick and easy. Yeah, I'm going to wait to learn about rain. Jillian, what was your next science experiment? The next thing I got to, <laughs> in Jillian's Theranos lab, <laughs> <laughs> in my scam lab, I made some crystal flowers. I was really excited to do this experiment. It looks so beautiful in all the pictures that I saw from other websites that tried it out. The supplies you need... Rainbow pipe cleaners, all different colors, some borax, glass or plastic jars, string, some boiling water, and popsicle sticks. And the goal is to grow crystals on the pipe cleaners shaped like flowers. And the science behind that is it's a crash course in chemical solutions, teaching that when water is hot, the water's molecules spread apart, which I did not realize till this episode. <laughs> <laughs> So we're learning things too. That's important. Well, yeah. I will, a little aside, science was one of the things I really struggled with because it goes through a process and you have to easily, you know, follow steps. And it's easy when you do follow the steps, but when your mind's jumping around, it becomes yeah. very difficult and frustrating. So I didn't know mo- molecules spread apart. I taught science in middle school. That's really d- disturbing. Uh, <laughs> I, <laughs> but I worked really hard to understand it. I did. I really did. And, and I did a lot of experiments hands-on that were really great. Uh, I can list them off. They they're, had a great time in, in my classroom, but I really don't understand a lot of things. So I, I, learned, <laughs> I learned that. I think and, you give yourself a little more credit than that. <laughs> okay. Well, I, I, well, writing it out really did help. So, um, so writing down the science behind it and trying to understand it that way was very instructional. So when you add the borax powder, it dissolves more easily and it saturates the water. And then once the water cools, the molecules go back together. And so the particles that were suspend- in a suspended state, don't really know what that means, 
once they settle, they fall into the pipe cleaners and the crystal forms. So that's the mm. science behind it. I had a fun time making the pipe cleaner flowers. I watched some bunch of YouTube videos. It's very meditative. You're following uh, the visual instructions. I made lavender flowers, which is the easiest. It's just a green pipe cleaner. And then you twirl the purple around until you get about halfway there. You cut off the green remaining part at the top. That was really easy. And then I made a little sun, well, it's not a sunflower, but just a really basic flower that you would scribble and draw. It's nothing fancy. And then I boiled my water. I got different jars. You don't need popsicle sticks because the idea there is that you have your popsicle stick on the top of the jar and you tie a string to the flower. And so you can easily pull it out with the crystals. Yeah. But I, like I said, I don't have time for these things. And I I (laughs) researched that you can't really buy two popsicle sticks. You have to buy 200. And I, I can't have all these popsicle sticks in my house. So I just took the pipe cleaners, the remaining pipe cleaners, and made my own little hack job, whatever it was, and used that as my suspension. But yeah, there's definitely a lot of science at play here because if you don't let the water boil completely or if you don't allow some borax to settle at the bottom and let it fully saturate, you won't get any crystals. So I had to do Mm. this a few times because I didn't listen to the directions where it said make sure that you have borax crystals sitting at the bottom or the solution otherwise it's just not going to work it's not fully saturated so learned a lesson there also learned a lesson don't make it in your kitchen because you forget what's the borax what's not i had this really terrifying moment where i have (laughs) i have collagen that i put into my coffee and it's white and i'm i can get so kind of distracted at times i didn't know (laughs) if i had put the borax in my coffee (laughs) Or if I put my collagen, I just stared at it for a really long time. And I really wanted the. I felt so wasteful. I didn't want to pour it out. So I just literally sitting on my couch for 30 minutes thinking, should I drink it? What, what would I, did I really, would I do something like that? And trying to go back in my mind and I did drink it and I'm still here. So it wasn't the borax, but don't do that. It's dangerous, especially with children. I let my crystals sit overnight and I had, yeah, do a few tries, but ultimately I, I sent a picture to you, Matt. I think they came out really beautiful and gorgeous and then i'm gonna do a fake pot plant uh put some fake dirt in there and i'll take a picture and i'll put it on instagram i think it'll look really nice so that's, yeah, I that's my thought I, I saw the picture you sent and i think it, it turned out really pretty yeah really really simple i think it's be fun to do if you're a true artiste and you're good at making you know things with pipe cleaners <laughs> or you're just a, an artist or you have patience and grow those crystals. Some of the photos I saw online, really, really gorgeous stuff. And people do this with real flowers as well. So sky's the limit with the crystals. I especially love the colors that you picked, like the the flower you made with those really beautiful light blue petals and a yellow center with a purple stem. It it looks really pretty. I I think these turned out great. Thank you. Yeah, I might try try it again. Maybe who knows, I'll get crafty. But borax can be pricey and you want borax sitting in your house i don't know but yeah and just make sure you don't put in your coffee in the morning yes make make sure yeah we don't be all things poison so (laughs) (laughs) all right back to you professor p (laughs) the next thing i attempted was to create a bioplastic and in particular you know trying to think about these experiments as not only teaching a, a scientific concept but also 
um, creating something ideally with a byproduct that maybe isn't something you keep and cherish for very long, but at least has some short-term value in terms of being a nice thing around the house. And so in this case, the goal was to create a bioplastic sun catcher, or you could actually even mold the, the bioplastic you're creating into an object so you can create little plastic toys for yourself. There's two ways to do this. There's the, the one way that uses gelatin, which is a lot more straightforward. I had leftover agar-agar from my gummy making for our Valentine's Day episode, mm-hmm. so I decided to use that instead of gelatin. So what you need is you need your water. <laughs> need some water. <laughs> you need food coloring, gelatin, or as I said, the agar-agar, um, and glycerin if you're using the agar-agar recipe. And both will be in the show notes if you want to try one or the other, with your goal being to create sun catchers or even small plastic toys. So the process is you add about 75 milliliters of water. And if you're using gelatin, that's about th- then you put like three packets of gelatin into the pot. Or you put like a ton of agar agar in. <laughs> and the exact quantities are in the recipes again on the show notes. If you want to make the sun catchers color, and I, I think you do, it's just prettier that way. Um, you can add a couple drops of food coloring to that so that you get certain colors. You could even later also kind of drop them in and mix them around to create mixes of colors. But once the mixture starts to steam a little bit, it's a very quick cooking process. There's not a lot of water in this. Once it starts to steam and thicken a bit, you remove it from the heat. You don't want it to simmer. If there's any foam, you want to scrape that off because it does make your bioplastic cloudy. Um, so scrape off the foam. And then you place that mixture in. You could use a mold. I think even easier, use an, an old Tupperware lid, mm. um, either a circle or a square. And that will create like a, you know, you, you kind of pour that in the small layer of that mixture, and then you just leave it. You can leave it for, so if you want to make it into like a little toy, like uh, in the article we're sharing, they created it into like a little stegosaurus plastic toy. And you do that by like checking in with your mixture about 45 minutes in. And then it's malleable and you can move it together and then you leave it for at least two days. Sometimes it might take even longer to cure um, and that will allow it to harden into a hard plastic. Uh, and then you can, you know, you can hang up your sun catcher or again, you can use that as a, a little toy. That's the process for making these bioplastic things. And the science really is, you know, the plastic we typically use on an industrial level is derived from fossil fuels. But this eco-friendly biodegradable plastic is created when you heat up that gelatin and it loosens up the amino acid chains, which are in that. And when you're in with the water mixture heated up, it bonds to the water into what's called a hydrogen bond. And the water molecules are trapped in that complex uh, 3D structure of the gelatin molecules. And because there's a way more gelatin than there is water, you end up with very uh, complex connections and it gets very hard. Uh, You end up with a very hard plastic as it's all trapped together. So that's the science behind what we've created here. For me personally, I messed up my own attempt at this experiment, but you know, failure the greatest teacher is. I at least learned a lot about how plastic is made, at least in this context of using natural materials. And my, my mistake was I, I did not use enough um, agar agar. I should have used way more. And I also forgot to add the glycerin. Oh, no. So my, bio, my bioplastic did not turn out. It actually kind of stayed in that like gummy candy consistency. 
And as it sat out for a couple of days, just turned like the water just went away. And it, I just ended up with these like blue flakes because I was going to do a blue colored <laughs> sun catcher of jellied agar agar on my Tupperware lid. It just looks like a gross thing sitting <laughs> oh, in my no. kitchen. I learned a lot from that. I'm sure you can create something way better by actually following the directions yeah. <laughs> that we're linking to. And I, I think of the things I tried, I think this might be the most interesting scientific concept to experiment with at home. Um, and it really does open up a, an interesting conversation about sustainable plastics. If, if those even really are, you know, possible because there are even issues with bioplastics, but yeah, it, it would definitely displayed a process that was new to me. Yeah. Maybe you can try again. Never know. Yeah, we'll see. I mean, I think, again, I, I think if I were teaching a class and this fit in with the concept, I think this would be a great hands-on lab activity. Like all of our experiments today, these are great for kids. Uh, they are a great activity. They involve a mixture of science and art. And we'll teach some concepts outside of school. And what I love about this experiment, I think, of all the ones that we've done so far, talked about so far, is that it's an item that you can have for a long time. So it's a keepsake. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't think it, I don't know how long, really. <laughs> Not for decades, but. No. Um, a week or two. But yeah, just, yeah, enjoy, enjoy the sun catchers while they're there. Yeah. <laughs> so my final experiment is a density rainbow, and it's the easiest experiment that I did out of my three. And the supplies are very easy. Everyone probably has it in their house. Food coloring, water, sugar, and just some glasses and jars. And the goal is to create a layered water rainbow. So you have one final jar and it's like a stacked, stacked colors. So instead of it all combining and becoming an ugly brown color, it's this beautiful rainbow in a glass. And the science is pretty straightforward and simple. It's density. The more sugar you add to the water, the more dense it is. So putting different amounts of sugar for each color creates a stacking effect when they're placed together. And don't do what I did. Make sure that you have the same amount of water for each of your cups because at first you have to split your colors up. So I did four different colors using food dye and you put a different amount of sugar in each different glass jar and make sure, like I said, that all of the water is equal and you can put two tablespoons in red, let's say, four tablespoons in blue and just make sure that you have same amount of water for all the cups, but different quantities of sugar, which is a density aspect of the experiment. And yeah, it took me a few tries. <laughs> uh, I was getting a little frustrated, to be honest. But at the end of it all, it was really beautiful. And it's lovely. You can put it on your windowsill. It's a great place to have your colored water rainbow. Oh, well, make sure that you have a baster, turkey baster. That's really easy to put the different colored water from your different cups into your one final glass jar. So, uh, yeah, I, I thought it was it was a really beautiful, easy experiment and a great, great way to teach about density. The result is a very pretty, like, stacking of different colors in water. And I think, yeah, if you put that, like, up against a window and the light gets to shine through, it can be quite pretty looking. It, it didn't look as beautiful as the one in the, in the, in the picture, but it, it did it the job and um, you play around with colors you don't have to make it a rainbow if you want to make it into a colors of a flag or all different kinds mm -hmm. of things so yeah it's a lot of fun yeah and, and really simple like things that the, most of that stuff we have laying around the house so i like that about it 
Yeah. Yeah. It's nice when it can be cost effective. The only thing I didn't like was keeping sugar in <laughs> saying goodbye to all my, my sugar, but for science. <laughs> my final experiment, it isn't stuff that you have around the house. <laughs> you do have to do some special ordering. You probably don't have some of these things. But I do think of all the stuff that I tried, it was my absolute favorite in terms of delivering a concept that it was teaching, but also a really beautiful product um, that you get to, you know, again, these things aren't going to last forever, but it is a cute little thing that you get to have around for a while. And that is building a circuit flower. So what is this circuit flower? So the goal for this experiment is to teach how simple circuits work through the creation of a beautiful LED lit bouquet of paper flowers. So here's what you'll need to make your circuit flower. You'll need coffee filters, washable markers, plates, water, a water dropper, LEDs, wire, clothespins, a CR2032 coin battery, <laughs> scissors, electrical tape, and a cup. Like it could be a little solo cup, it could be plastic, or it could be a mini clay pot if you really want to lean into the flower theme. They also suggest having pipe cleaners, which actually don't serve a functional purpose or even that much of a display purpose. So I would say hold the pipe cleaners. I don't, I don't really think they're that necessary. Well, I have 500 if you need them. <laughs> <laughs> and this experiment is by a steam-powered family, that science blog. Here's what you do. First, you use chromatography science, which is just a fancy way of saying you play with some colors. Um, by drawing thick lines with the washable markers on your coffee filter. So the coffee filter is going to be your petal for your flower. And so you draw these thick lines around in circles with the marker. And then you add a teaspoon of water in the center so the colors bleed and blend together. And you end up with beautiful watercolored petals for your flower. Some tips on that. <laughs> so... First, I tried, I didn't have like a syringe when I was doing this. So I had like a little cup of water and I just tried like, well, I'll pour it out gently. And it's just coffee filters are so thin. They just soak immediately. Yep. It's super easy just to soak the filter. So you really do want to use like a little spoon, something small so that like you really don't get that much water as it bleeds through. If you want to get more defined lines, it kind of look more uh, flower-ish. I did this with a friend, actually. Shout out to Nancy. Uh, so one of the perks of working at a school is that you are friends with amazing science teachers who have things like circuit materials <laughs> in their classroom. So got to borrow some of her materials to try this out. She did a great job of just like, she actually used like a flicking method where she just like dipped her fingertips in the water and then flicked it onto the pedal. And that turned out really cool. There's different approaches to this, but don't soak it. <laughs> do, do be sparse with the water. And you build in time when you do this to give your beautiful coffee filter petals time to dry. Once they are dry, you can start making your circuit. Create a stem with your co coffee filter. Basically just take the, you know, the flat base of the filter and just scrunch it up into a little cone. And that's your stem. The ruffled part is your petal. You'll take your LED light. And if you've ever seen like a little LED light you get in science kits, they have two legs. The, the longer leg is the positive end. But they're sharp so you just poke them through the the you kind of put it in the center of your flower and then you poke the legs through the petal on the inside so that you can then attach your wires so i didn't have wire i had copper tape which is conductive and works just fine as well 
So you put a little wire tape, well, copper wire if, you, if you're me, or just if you have wire, you can do that on each end, and then put that onto opposite sides of the battery, right? Oh, I, I, skipped, I skipped an important step. You always want to test your battery first before you do all of this stuff, because you don't want to go through all this effort, and then you realize that either the LED or the battery is dead. So just test your battery really quickly and your LED by, you know, just putting it on the battery so both sides touch the, the correct side. It'll light up, and if it doesn't light up, you can switch it around. And if that doesn't work, something's wrong <laughs> with either the battery or the light. Assuming it works, right, then you're making these wires so that you can hook them up to your battery. And you're doing that with a clothespin where, like, you put the battery in the clamp side of the clothespin, which holds it tight, and you put one wire on each side connected to your light. And if you want to turn it off, you just remove the battery from the clamp. Now, I got lazy. <laughs> <laughs> And I was like, I got tired of making little copper tape wires. And so I just was like, what if I reverse this and I just put the LED just right on the battery? Because you can do that. You just slip the battery between the two legs and then clamp it with the clothespin. And that works. But the thing about that you should be mindful of, that's a really small circuit. And it's moving really fast. And it will burn out those things very quickly. So if you want your flowers to last longer, you do want to have some length in the wire. So it's a slower burn and that's it. So that little clothespin is like the stem and the mechanism that creates your circuit from the battery through the wire to the light back to the battery. If you're wondering what is the science of circuitry, right? <laughs> uh, a simple circuit works from moving charged particles, in this case, electrons, which are negatively charged and they're being pushed away from the negative terminal of the battery and toward the positive terminal and that energy, as it passes through the LED, is converted into light. And the result is a very beautiful illuminated bouquet. And this experiment not only teaches about simple circuits, but it's also, I think, a cute craft that could join the ranks of macaroni art as a great mm -hmm. gift made and given by a child. I thought your craft came out really beautiful. When you sent me those photos, I was blown away and I thought, okay, I really got to get into that lab and start <laughs> making my own stuff because it was, it was really beautiful, very impressive. I think it'd make as a lovely decoration for maybe a, a spring tablescape. Yeah, actually it's a very spring appropriate science experiment slash craft. This is something that parents would love for like Mother's Day or any kind of gift in the spring season. And so, I don't know, if you have kids in your life and you're like, <laughs> whether you're a teacher or a parent, this could be something that you surprise someone you love with. Uh, like, hey, while they were over, they made this circuit flower for you. I think it'd be a cute gift and they, it would teach them something. Yeah, I, I love how all of our science experiments incorporated art as well. It made a, an extra layer of fun to the science. We put the A in STEAM. Oh, yeah, we're steaming right along. <laughs> <laughs> and that completes our time in the lab today. We hope you enjoyed our experiments and encourage you to do some spring-themed science experiments at home, whether that's a ridiculous rain experiment with shaving cream <laughs> <laughs> or incredible um, crystal flowers like Julian created. Yeah, well, I also had some flubs along the way, but the crystal flowers... Was my we're, we're my shining star of this whole thing. We may have had some flubs, but sadly, we did not create any flubber yeah, in all of our science. I was going to make some slime, but I, don't I thought know. about that too. But I'm I'm opposed to slime. You're opposed to it. I'm opposed to it as a thing that people make for children. 
Why? Yes. Why? Because it's a menace. If you've ever been, or I have nieces and nephews <laughs> and I've been around slime and I've seen its destructive properties. It is horrible. It's destroyed so much furniture and carpet. I've seen it happen. Are you anti-putty? No, I'm not anti-putty. I'm very pro-putty, but I am definitely anti-slime. Mm. And I think the folks who are selling that in stores for children are evil. Did you not have <laughs> slime growing? <laughs> you know, no, I, I had gack growing up, which oh, yeah, I gack. guess is similar to slime, but it felt way less like goopy, like it would get stuck in stuff because it was very self-contained. And oftentimes mm-hmm. you would just leave the gack in the little gack container and make farting noises with it. So you would never really like have to take it out, you know? So you heard it here first. <laughs> Matt is pro gack, pro putty, but don't ever throw any slime his way. No. I think none. it's really sweet because it paints a picture of you as a child. Cause I always imagine you very orderly reading your books with your comics and your little toys. And I, I can't imagine you as a slime kid. I loved putty though. Who who didn't love like putting the putty on the Sunday funnies and like yes. getting the a copy you could take with you and then get bored with two seconds later and then reshape it into something else. Yeah, those are the days. En- enough about <laughs> flubbers and slimes and gacks. <laughs> <laughs> Let's wind down with some soothing sounds. My soothing sound this week is. By a band that I really love, they're one of those OG bands for me where they're, they're the first concert I ever went to in my life, but they've also had a very long career and I'm so attached to them because of the relationship I formed with the band, even though I don't stand behind every single one of their decisions because they are extremely prolific and I've actually kind of lost touch of all their new releases. But this new one, I want to shout out as particularly cozy and I'm talking about Weezer. <laughs> well it's really cool that's your first concert mine was in sync <laughs> i'm i don't know i think that's pretty cool too can't hate on the boys you know <laughs> this new weezer song is called a little bit of love and weezer is a uh, well, how would you describe it like an alternative band like a, they're 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 alternative rock yeah right yeah same. this new song a little bit of love is taken from the first of apparently four eps that they're going to release as part of a seasons project mm-hmm. that corresponds to each of the different seasons. And so this one is from s- spring and seasons is spelled S Z N Z just FYI. <laughs> yeah, <ooh. laughs> Rockin. Uh, and so season spring and each EP is released on the first day of every season. And so on March 20th, this dropped, let's take a listen to a little bit of love. By Weezer. It's cute. Oh, I love it. I was bopping along. My toes were <laughs> moving, my big toe waving in the air. <laughs> your big toe waving in the air. Like, is your feet, is your foot up? Or are you like... Sorry. I should have explained. <laughs> you love a song. Do you just like put your foot up? <laughs> if my, my big toes waving, not waving, I don't like it. Okay. So my tears are streaming down my face. So... 
I'm I'm lying on my bed and my computer is on my lap and so I'm just okay. like waving my to my feet. I didn't I, I didn't know we were I don't know you ever recorded lying down. Uh, yeah, I've never I've never really I guess I've never really done that before, but I have I have some allergies today. I just need to like lie down. <laughs> and my big toe is doing all the work. <laughs> but I love it. I, I think it's a perfect song for spring. Uh. I love the guitar in the background. As as the kids would say, it's a bop. I I love this pick. Great song name. I'm feeling I'm feeling a little bit of love for it. Yeah, and it's one toe up from Jelaine. <laughs> one toe up, <laughs> one big toe. That's right. I can always have to wear ten and a half, uh, <laughs> just because that toe. All right, Jillian. Um, <laughs> what song are we going to be sw- <laughs> swaying our toe to next? <laughs> so this song is head on i'm feeling a little bit rockerish too uh i was <laughs> there's something in the air something it's in a, the it's air a... <laughs> some toe in the air i was trying to find a song that i thought would be technically cozy and, and i realized that sometimes i try and fit too hard to that that mold and think that cozy songs are lonely women singing over pianos <laughs> so I, was like, I can't do this my soul can't do it i can't do a slow song i can't do another piano a ballad i have to just rock on that's right and so this is a cover of jesus and mary chain's 1989 tune covered by ducks limited and illuminati hotties <laughs> i started laughing at ducks limited but i really should have held for illuminati hotties <laughs> I know the cozies is a favorite among them, and they have a little hottie, hottie tattooed on them, I'm sure. It was released March 16th, and it has a very fun energy. It makes me feel like a kid just took a hit of Count Chocula. I want to <laughs> jump on the couch, wave my toes. It's just fun. Let's take a listen to Head On by Ducks Limited and Illuminati Hotties. <laughs> I love this. It's very energizing. Yeah, it's energizing. You know, you wake up, pop out the door, on your way to work, head on to life. Yeah. It's a lot of fun. It gets, gets you moving in the morning. Yeah. The song is Off the Jesus and Mary Chain. <laughs> yeah, and Luminati Hotties. Believe it or not, I've seen them in person by chance. Oh, really? <laughs> <laughs> They're opening for Julian Baker. And I are, 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 are they Are they as hot as they say they are? You know, they were a sweet group. I'll, I'll leave oh, it. So no. <laughs> Is that what I'm hearing? But yeah, I, I like the follow-up band after Illuminati Hotties. Dead. D-E-H-D. <laughs> These are some great band names today. Yeah. We have our... We're, we're rocking into our candle review. Yeah. What are we sniffing this week? This week we're sniffing a pineapple sage chemistry beaker candle that I bought off of Etsy from Slay Arts Co., in the 50 milliliter size. It's run by Susan Lay out of San Francisco. And just a note, Susan says that all beaker candles and science-related items will soon be moved to her new shop, Slay Science Co. So the 50 milliliter candle is really adorable, fits in the palm of your hand, and it's just as described. It's, it's a beaker, so it's a perfect candle gift if you're into science or know someone who is. And the pineapple sage is delightful it's not an overwhelming 
pineapple scent. So if you're afraid that's too much pineapple, don't worry. I think the sage tampers it down. It's lovely. I, I have nothing other to say than a wicca. It's a wonderful light scent. I had wanted to, or actually what inspired this episode was a real housewife had made a candle line of ingredients that she uses in anesthesiology, but um, I it was $45 and it wasn't really connected to mm. uh, medicine in a way. It was just like, oh, this smells like flowers and, that, and put a stamp of a name on it. So after I did some research, I'm like, eh. And there's a lot of companies out there that, that do that. It doesn't really have a connection to the, what's, what's the word, the, the chemical or what? I don't even know what you'd, you'd describe that as. Um, but so I thought these beaker candles was a, was a really nice swap um, to that. And they're, they're adorable and cute. Well, hats off to you for finding a very appropriately themed candle for today's episode. I, I really do love the beaker container that they're in. It's very, very different. Yeah, and once you're done using the candle, you can have a, a, a free beaker. So what's there you not go. to love? Not a free you beaker, put, I guess. Put you it right into it. your lab. Yeah. <laughs> Make some flubber, not slime. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so before we go, we do have some shout-outs for you. First and foremost, I'd like to announce the Cozy Mystery Giveaway winners. Mm. You know, we have a windfall here on the podcast. We like to pay it forward. And so we are fortunate enough to have a couple of copies of some Cozy Mystery Omnibuses that came our way. Uh, one was Christmas Card Murder by Leslie Meyer, Lee Hollis, and Peggy Earhart. And the other was Halloween Party Murder by Leslie Meyer, Lee Hollis, and Barbara Ross. And so we raffled them off through existing Patreon subscribers. So if you already are subscribing to Patreon. As of the recording of this episode, you were entered automatically as a thank you. And the winner of Christmas Card Murder is Lisa M. And Yay. Lisa, you will get a direct message on Patreon letting you know, and we can follow up with, just so we can follow up with the correct address information that's updated, and that will be in the mail very soon. And Halloween Party Murder was won by Alicia G. Yay! Congratulations. So congratulations to our winners. Thank you so much for supporting our show on Patreon. Thank you to all of our Patreon subscribers for supporting the show. It it helps us pay for um, the content that we cover. It pays for our hosting fees. And it also pays for the chemistry beaker candles that we find to review yep. on our show. Yeah, thank you to all of our subscribers. And also thank you to tkj81 for giving us our first written review of 2022 you are too kind they said a wonderful cozy podcast the hosts are a delight to listen to well thank you i love the topics they discuss five stars thank you so much tk81 we've been wondering when we'd finally get our first review of 2022 thank you for doing that for us <laughs> yes we really appreciate it. every morning i'd check so it was a wonderful surprise to see it and for your kind words, of course, we really do appreciate it. It's so great to hear. And we do encourage you, if you are interested in supporting the show, you can do so by joining our Patreon at any level from a dollar to whatever you feel is right um, at patreon.com slash allthingscozy. And you can leave a review like TKJ81 did by going to Apple Podcasts and leaving us a review there or wherever you listen to podcasts. It just helps folks find the show. Thank you all so much for supporting us. Yeah, and thank you to Sarah Tooth for becoming our latest patron. 
Yay. Can, thank you for joining the, yes. the Cozy Commandos. The cozy Commandos. Yes, we really appreciate the support. Well, thank you for listening to this latest installment of All Things Cozy. We're now going to bust out of here like a chemical co- compound. Until next time, stay, stay cozy. cozy.